is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line, Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it is a good Wednesday here at the Star in Frisco. Inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios, this is Talking Cowboys with a little revised schedule after the Monday night game as the Cowboys start preparations for the Minnesota Vikings and another primetime appearance this week on Sunday night football. And things get really interesting here in the month of November. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola and Rob Phillips. Brian brought us out today. And um, on the practice field, there is nothing set up today, Mickey Spagnola. Oh, you think they're going inside? I think maybe they're going inside but you today. Know what? Got they're a not, later practice, so maybe. They're not practicing until 2.50, yeah, so there's so they plenty still, of time They still have up. time to set things up, although we do have the threat of some uh, rain in the forecast. So we they do. they may be taking it inside anyway. It's yeah. been kind of drizzly, hasn't it? It has. We're not quite back on a normal <clears throat> excuse me, schedule because it's like a Wednesday that's kind of feeling like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know? This is like a catch-up day today. Yes. They're catching up, and then tomorrow they'll be back on schedule. Yeah. for the rest of the week. And I would think it's a lighter practice today after getting back so late on uh, Monday morning, or I guess early on Monday morning, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Get my days right, yeah. <laughs> See, it's it's confusing, right? It, it is when you get in. What and, time did y'all get in yesterday? 5.30 in the morning? Uh, I know you said you I, got to bed at that's 6. That's when right? my, pel- my head okay. hit the pillow at I got a good 90 minutes of sleep. It was wonderful. A yeah. cat nap, if you will. But you gotta, you're well-rested for today, right? Yes, so, yes. So you would be able to hit the practice field right now. Absolutely. Pat yeah. me up. Let's go. When I did my did my <laughs> fan report, I guess I sounded energetic this morning. And they go, oh, you sound energetic. I said, well, yeah, I got 10 hours sleep. And they said, oh, 10 hours. how did you do that? I said, I passed out at 9 o'clock. They go, what did you take? I said, three hours sleep the, the night before wow. or the morning before. I can't remember actually. the last time I got 10 hours sleep <laughs> in one stretch. All right. We, uh, it, I don't think it was consistent. We, was. Were, we turned the page towards the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. But I would like to say one thing about the Giants game because there was sort of a narrative yesterday that um, this team, well, and it's been obvious all season basically, the slow starts the team has got off to. But when you turn the football over, it's going to appear that you're not ready to play or whatever. When you, you turn the ball over on the first play of the game, second drive of the game, you miss a field goal. That's like a turnover. You're giving the ball back to the team at the other team at the 44 yard line, and then the fourth drive of the game, you fumble the football away. You're going to have a slow start when that happens. It's about execution. It's not about being ready to play a football game. Yeah, you know, I, I guess it, it is a slow start in terms of the scoreboard, and it's becoming a trend, especially on the road mm-hmm. for this team. But you're right. I mean, you look at the way these drives ended for them. Okay, you throw a pick on the first play of the game. When's the last time that happened in a Cowboys football game? But the defense was ready to play. They stopped no, them. <laughs> they were ready. They were ready to play. That's and, right. And by the way, that's a big blitz by Jeff Heath on that first drive to force a field goal and get off the field. But then the next five drives in the second in the first half, you're all in Giants territory. They're they're moving the football. And when you talk to guys after the game, Mick, it's yes, they say we got to clean things up. 
but I don't think they're discouraged by it because I feel they feel like they can pretty much do what they want to do offensively to get in position to score. It's just a matter of finishing drives up. You know, it's they're, like they're moving the ball. They're moving the ball. Uh, they just don't take care of it well. And mm-hmm. I and I noticed when I was looking and I was trying to find it real quick uh, at the uh, score by quarters. Mm-hmm. The only quarter the Cowboys have been outscored is the first quarter, and I think it was something like uh, I got it here, forty-one to thirty-seven. But to every Bill's, other quarter they've outscored the opponent. But to Bill's point, some of that's. A product of the defense because I think the Philly game was the first time they went down the field and scored a touchdown on the opening drive. They haven't they haven't gotten off the good even in the three game winning streak to start the year, they weren't coming out like you know gangbusters. No, that was my point. And it, not the defense. It was the offense didn't score points. They were screwing up. Mm-hmm. And check this out. The other thing I noticed, they've they've had they've got eleven giveaways. Eight of them are in the first half. Eight. Poor Randall Cobb. Yeah, just he, he's got to set a. Re- that's got to be a record, right? That's the fourth, I think, t- touchdown called back because yeah. of an inter- uh, uh, a penalty. Yeah, had a fumble. How does that too? happen? And it's not his penalty, right? But yeah, and you go back to the Green Bay game. I mean, the reason they fell behind so much against the Packers in the first half of that game, if you break it all down, I mean, if you if you looked at one thing, it's the turnovers. Sure. Okay, you turn the football over and. There's not that much difference, even between a two and seven Giants team and a now five and three Cowboys team. If you're going to turn it over three of your first four possessions, you're in for a dogfight all the way to the end of the game. Yeah, and you encourage a team like the Giants. It's like, oh well, yeah. Or the Jets. I mean, the Jets. Yeah, let's I mean, hang in here. We when can you go for it team. on fourth and a yard and a half or whatever it was at the seven yard line, and you don't make it, it's like a turnover. Okay, right. and defense in that case gave up a 93 yard touchdown. And you don't have to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, and the other part of it is when you halfway through the season, so it's easy to do the math. Okay, Dak Prescott has led this Cowboys offense, number one offense in the league in terms of total yards. He's got the number one quarterback rating in the league at the halfway point. He's on a pace for a career-high 30 touchdown passes. Most significantly, this team is on a pace to have – 20 sacks is all. Only it's, Dak has only been sacked 10 times, down from what was it last year? 56. 56 last year. How about that? And almost, it was all like close to 30 or something in the last few games down the stretch of 2017 as well. I mean, he, he wasn't protected as well as he could have been the last year and a half. Uh, and yeah, they've done a much better job. Speaks to Travis Frederick. Speaks to Connor Williams playing better. I you think know what you watch him. He's playing better this year. You know that. what else it speaks to? What? Wide receivers getting open. Mm. He doesn't have to hold the ball as long as he's been holding it. He's They've got sacked last three year guys getting open, and, and and that certainly helps out. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it speaks to Dak's development too. You know, and and being able to. Uh, read defenses and go through his progressions and so forth and find an open guy. So, um, so it's very, but it also, here's the other thing it speaks to is the Cowboys' schedule in the first half of the season. And that's where it, I think it really gets interesting now here in November because 
you can't say when you're playing the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night, you can't say, well, it's just the Giants or it's or they, no. you know, it's just the Redskins, it's the Dolphins, whatever. Now you're getting into the meat of your schedule against uh, teams that have visions of playing in January. But they showed themselves what they can do when they tore apart Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. No one's going to sit here and say, well, it's just the Eagles, right? Right. Uh, you know that a lot of people were picking them to win the division. So uh, that shows you how good this team can be if they're not turning the football over, if they're not beating themselves. I loved what Dak said after the game. He said, we are our biggest rivals, meaning we keep beating ourselves so much. And that's why I thought the the win over the Giants uh, was somewhat impressive because they overcame themselves along with the Giants. But that Philly game was... It wasn't just the offense. That was a complete victory. The the first one we've probably seen all year. And Jason Garrett spoke to it yesterday about defensively, we can be an elite defense if we turn the ball over defensively. And they did that against Philly. And they did that a couple times. What, they have three this past week? But three. What, but what they were able to do against Philly and those short drives really make a difference. I mean, you look defensively what they've done. They're only giving up 28% conversions on third down, second in the league. I mean, that that is the mark of a very good defense. If they can continue doing what they're doing, turning the ball over, and by the way, Xavier Woods is your NFC Defensive mm-hmm. Player of the Week, uh, now all of a sudden your offense isn't having to go 60, 70, 80 yards every time. Well, think about this. So over the first um, – how many games they played? The first six games – they had five takeaways. Over the last two games, they've had eight takeaways. You think that helps? Yeah, absolutely. Greater margin for error offensively. I mean, in shorter fields. Long, yeah. I mean, both of uh, of uh, Xavier Woods' uh, takeaways or, or the interception and the forced fumble led to field goals. So that was like a cheap six points uh, right there. And by the way. It's amazing that you can have an NFC Defensive Player of the Week that is your free safety for less than $14 million a year. <laughs> uh, uh, don't, don't go there, Mickey. Don't... Uh, I tweeted the I tweeted that he was the the NFC defensive player of the week. I just retweeted it and I said Jamal who and I got pushback that you well, should know better than that. He would, Jamal Adams wouldn't be replacing <laughs> Xavier Woods. He'd be yeah. replacing Jeff Heath. No, I, I was I was referring to Earl Thomas. Well, but 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 what I'm talking yes, about I is know, I know Jamal Adams. If he was here, eventually he would be that 14 million dollar a year safety. Yeah, and, and and unless he's picking a ball off playing single whether, safety high. Yeah, whether whether he's playing in the box or playing free, uh, that would be the investment, and that was the point of my tweet. Was okay. Yeah. Xavier Woods can do the job. Because like the Amari Cooper trade, you're trading for a guy, you're extending him, and you're going to pay him eventually at at top dollar. You're not going to make that deal if he's not going to get paid you know, high, high high-level money at some point. By the way, Nick looked this up. The last time a Cowboys safety won this award, when was the last time? Darren Woodson. Not Darren Woodson. It was uh, Roy Williams? George Teague in 1996. Wow. I mean that shows you, you know, they've had good safeties here over the years, but they since Woody, they have not had, you know, a big time playmaker guy at safety. And 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 Xavier, we saw it in in training camp 
And these last two games, he's been really productive for him in that regard. It's a pretty uh, subjective decision by the NFL who wins those things, too, by the way. So you're minimizing it. <laughs> no, no, no. Because Rob's talking about it, so let's minimize it. No, that's not what I'm saying. You didn't Mr. even disagreement. Let, you didn't let me finish. What's wrong with, I mean, who how else do you know, would you, how do you know? How do you know Woody didn't have a similar game like that and never won it? Well, here's the thing. It's, I, said, it's I said since Woody. I, I said Woody was a big-time playmaker No, but for he hadn't won it since 96, and he played through 2002. Pro Bowls and Super Bowls are probably more important Part, than weekly NFL awards. I get it. Part, listening uh, is a skill. It's a cool stat, Mick. That's all. <laughs> Listening is a skill. Yeah, yeah. On any of those awards, though, it part of it is um, it's luck because okay, it just so happens that let, let's say somebody had three picks in a game, okay, or or had four sacks. Well, they're going to get the NFC Defensive Player of the Week this week. And so you, it, it's based also on what else happened around the league. So you can have a a two interception game, but if someone if if uh, back in the day Strahan went off and you know set the NFL record. Um, with his what? How, how many sacks did he have when Favre 20, gave him the sack? Twenty, twenty-two, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, he gets yeah. it that week. So, but uh, but that's great for Xavier Woods, and and uh, you know that's one thing going forward. Where and we've seen it now in the last couple of weeks, the defensive players turning into playmakers, and that's big. And I know y'all talked about Michael Bennett yesterday, but I think that that is a huge can be a huge factor on this defense going forward. Were you surprised at how many snaps he I played? Wasn't, I wasn't surprised how many snaps because I knew that there was such a need for the Cowboys to do that, and I, I assumed he's in shape. So play him, you know? And I knew I, – I figured Marinelli probably loved his whole demeanor, you know, yep. getting after the quarterback. But, but – how about the need that the Cowboys had with someone who can push the pocket in the in the middle? But he was also coming off the edge too. And that you know, I think Mickey, you mentioned it yesterday. He's a better Tyrone Crawford as far as pressuring the quarterback. And it gives Tank a little bit of a break, you know, mm-hmm. and keeps him fresher throughout the course of a game. Yeah, because they they didn't have to overuse Tank. I think his uh, his snaps were at. 45 and Bennett had 43 playing mm-hmm. two two different positions. So yeah, it helped out and you know the fact that he can do both like that and be equally effective I, I think is, is going to be a huge benefit going forward. All right, Mickey, what is this phone number that we have? You want to entertain some phone calls today? 855-2297. Let's see uh, how much uh, we get because we are on an hour earlier than usual here. It's an unusual Wednesday as the schedule is pushed back today. Jason Garrett, his press conference comes up at 11 o'clock Central Time, so uh, moments after Talking Cowboys, and Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... Ready, blue, 20, 
SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues on a Wednesday here at the Star in Frisco. And join us on Saturday on Tostitos Championship Plaza for the Salute to Service Plaza Party. Enjoy live entertainment, military ceremonies, Dallas Cowboys alumni autographs, and more. After the event festivities, the Star will be hosting the top two Madden players as they face off in the EA Sports Madden NFL 20 Club Championship presented by Spire. Admission and parking are free. That's coming up on Saturday. Tostitos Championship Plaza will be a big weekend and a salute to service throughout the week and the weekend as the Cowboys play the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. Is that why that big tent's being Oh, is there? I haven't seen that. The plaza. Oh, probably is. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. they were going to play that game outdoors. You know, like using the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could still use they it. They could. Right? Yeah. That's right. Just yeah. protecting in case. It and it's rains. supposed to be. Well, I think by the weekend, it's it's supposed to be rainy today and tomorrow, and then by the weekend, it's supposed to be beautiful. Very good. It's going to be a great football weekend with those purple people leaders coming to town. And they're playing pretty well overall this year. Yeah, four out of the last five they've won. They lost at Kansas City uh, 26-23. Cousins has turned his season around the last few weeks. It helps when you also have the league's leading rusher, too. Dalvin Cook. Yes. We talked to Zim this morning, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, Yeah. he had a conference call. Oh, did he? Okay. He finally loosened up at the end. During the beginning. You know, he's been pretty tight here. A lot of short answers, yeah. Ah, he's always kind of been like that, right? Yeah. We loosened him up talking about Sean Lee. I haven't, oh, yeah? And and then a little bit on his time here, too. What do you say about he, Sean Lee? As he pointed it out, he goes, gosh, that's like 20 years ago. But not quite 20 years. What was but. the question he was asked about when Jason was a quarterback here? And that just was, Todd asked him, yeah. yeah. It's like, do, what do you remember when Jason was like the scout team quarterback having to go against your uh-huh. guys? And he, he, was, he, he didn't bite on it. He said, ah, I don't know if I remember any stories. But then he talked later about Jason being a head coach. and um, You know, their their careers – I mean, Jason's done it longer than Mike as a head coach, but their careers kind of similar from being a coordinator uh, to going on to be a head coach. I think Mike's done it, what, six years, seven years? He's been there since 2014. So this is his well, sixth year. It yeah. seems like he's been there longer than that. I know, yeah. I know, because he had been the – 
defensive coordinator. Remember at Cincinnati for oh, sure. quite yeah. a few times after. Well, he was he was a defensive coordinator, Atlanta. defensive coordinator with the Bengals from 08 through 13. So he actually with since 2014 he's been with the Vikings, and so um, the Falcons. He was one year in 07. And that was, of course, after being with the Cowboys under Parcells, uh, finished up there. And so he was the defensive coordinator in Atlanta in 07 when Jason became the offensive coordinator here with the Cowboys. So there mirrors their coaching careers there. And that happened because Bill Parcells was dragging his feet if he was going to come back mm-hmm. or not. And he got offered that job, and he couldn't afford to say – no, to wait I'm on gonna, Bill. I'm going to stay here, and then they change head coaches, and you never know what the new head coach was going to do. So he goes to Atlanta with oh, the, the former head coach at Arkansas, Petrino. Oh, Petrino, Bobby Petrino. And remember, Petrino quit mm-hmm. uh, like three quarters of the way through the season, I think it was, and Zim. The next year when they had to play Atlanta when he was in Cincinnati, he just went off on it, if you remember. <laughs> uh, but it was 25 years ago when Mike Zimmer was uh, hired on the defensive staff here with the Cowboys in 1994. Really a remarkable career because, I mean, how many, how many guys stay on a staff through four different head coaching tenures in, a, in one franchise, you know? I mean, how common is that? And he became, I think he became the D.C., um, what 2000, 2000 under Campo? Yep. And then he then he Parcells comes in and he changes. You know, it, midstream goes to a three four, and they have success there. At getting Demarcus Ware obviously helps. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like when when he got the job in Minnesota, a lot of people thought it was a long time coming because he's he's just a highly respected guy. And I looked it up. I, I think every year, but his first year there, they've been a top five to top ten defense including this year they've done a really nice job they just they're a little uncharacteristic last week against kansas city kind of like the jets game mick yeah 91 yard touchdown run allowed i think i looked at it, somebody said it wrote it was the longest touchdown run a zimmer defense has ever given up you know but other than that they've been uh they've been solid this year you know speaking of how many years ago mm-hmm. i first met mike zimmer 41 years ago at Missouri in 1979 well, and 80 is what it says on Wikipedia. So 40 what, years what ago. Yep. Okay, he was a graduate assistant. We <laughs> I were, didn't know that. We were yeah. both trying to make our way in our respective businesses back then. And, so and he then w- here we are. We Where were you? Meet up again. I was working at the Columbia Tribune That's covering right. Missouri football, and he was a graduate assistant. Um, he was a quarterback in, in college. He got hurt, and, um, and, and that kind of ended his quarterback career, as I remember. It's from he grew up actually about 15 miles from where I did in the suburbs of Chicago. A Lockport, Illinois, yeah. is where he went to high school. His went dad to Illinois was a State. big-time uh, high school coach, too. All right, let's check in with Sean from Bowie here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Sean. How you doing, guys? Great. Uh, love Lake Vanderash. Just uh, really impressed with how Sean Lee's played lately. What do you think uh, – Percentage-wise, snaps of if he's going to perform like that, maybe increasing his snap count a little bit. Well, he had 61 snaps, I think, in this game, which is probably where you uh, maxed out where you want him to be. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting against the Vikings, the personnel packages that the Vikings use. When you look at what they did last week against Kansas City, they used a lot of two tight end sets. And, of course, they lost Thielen uh, seventh play of the game. And so probably it might have been a little bit of that by necessity. But, but they got two good tight ends in Rudolph and Smith. And so the Sam is on the field a lot this week. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though, if Van Der Esch will be able to come back this week. Yeah, I, I think he should have a chance just because they were going to take last week right up to game time before they made the decision that uh, he wasn't ready to go. Uh, so I would imagine he was close. I guess we'll see what happens this week in practice. But I think you're right. If Van Der Esch is back on the field, he's your weak side linebacker. Sean's playing strong side, and the strong side will be more important just because of uh, the formations that Minnesota uses. You know, those previous teams, when they were all three healthy and ready to go, they were facing a lot of uh, nickel offenses, three wide receiver sets. So that got Sean off the field. But I do think... He looked a lot more comfortable back at the weak side than, uh, and the strong side linebacker is not gonna not gonna stand out. You're almost like holding down the fort over there. When you're on the weak side, you're charging, and uh, he, I mean, obviously, he hadn't lost his his ability to do that. When they're all, well, this is our mailbag question today, and I just, you know, when everybody's healthy, I don't think they're gonna take Van Der Esch off the field a whole bunch. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, and I think. He's played well this year. I think we've talked about it on the show. Uh, the splash plays, maybe there hasn't been as many of those. And Sean has been really good these last two games. We talked about it with Barry, the open field tackles, you know, doing a lot of that stuff in space. Um, but I think, you know, when everybody's healthy, this is probably going to go back to the way it, it was. Although we've seen Sean a little bit in, in, in nickel. You know, and and they have showed intensity at times. Jalen Smith has been taken off the field at times for a series here, a series there. Maybe they can figure out a little bit of rotation, but I don't think you're going to see Leighton Vanderesh on the bench. You know, I don't think it's going to be to that extent. I think you'll see him more on the nickel, maybe, and you might see Vanderesh and Lee out there because when when they were pairing those two guys on the nickel. Jalen Smith was on the line of scrimmage as a pass rusher. Well, now that Michael Bennett's here, yep. I think those days are over. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's so a good maybe point. maybe he comes off the field and they play Lee more uh, on the nickel, which he, he's pretty good at in coverage. And uh, by the way, di- usually diagnosing screenplays too, uh, as he showed in that play. Now the the other one got away from him. I don't know if that was on his side of the, field, other side of the field, but I he believe. was chasing and he was chasing and right. and. and you're, if you're chasing Saquon Barkley, you're probably losing. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Tyreek Hill chasing yeah. him. How about that? <laughs> Cheeto, though. What was it? I mean, Cheeto, uh, he, he's got some pretty good wheels, yes. you know? Yes. Was it 22 miles an hour, though? In fact, was... Cheeto ran, ran down Barkley in the in the season yeah. open. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That long run. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. I, they clocked Tyreek at, what, 22 miles an hour? Something I think. like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like if you go back right and look at that play, I haven't seen it. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he had stopped his route. He 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 was it, it was from a standing start after Damian Williams broke free into the secondary, and Damian Williams had like a twenty yard head start on him, and he Tell caught him. Yeah, but he had the ball; he had to carry it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did he use? The, does the Madden game have that little power button where you can give? Him there is. Boost? There is a burst button. A burst button. You should play this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to change the name of it. It's the Tyreek button. Now. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> that that's amazing. And by the way, of course, that Damian Williams 91-yard touchdown was not the longest touchdown run the Minnesota Vikings have ever given up. That's right. You know, 
99 yards and a half. And a half. It was as close to the goal line as you can That's right. possibly be. That's right. And with only 10 guys on the field. There you go. <laughs> the great Tony D. All right, let's go to, we've got another caller here. Oh, well, let's go. Brandon from North Carolina. You're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Good. Um, my question is, is about the consistency part of the first half. Um, Monday night they had the Jets game written all over, but you saw the offense click in. When can we start seeing a good first half game from the boys? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. First half, inconsistencies. Better start seeing it at 7.20 Sunday night. No doubt. Mm -hmm. And then at noon the next Sunday, and at 3.25 the next Sunday. And then Thursday afternoon. At 3.25. And then the next Thursday night in Chicago. It better start now. That's that stuff. And that's kind of my point on, okay, now these games, all right, these are – and again, it's there's not that much difference. Although I think there's more of a difference this year in the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. Well, you're playing the haves now. And even Detroit, even with a losing record, we've seen really good Cowboy teams in the past go up against what we thought were not-so-good Detroit teams and and come away without a victory. And that, that's going to be a tough game sure. the following week. So, I mean, you're looking at a stretch here now where you've got the Vikings at the Lions, at the Patriots – and the Bills to close out November, and then where, at Chicago, right? And but this is this is going to go a long way toward determining uh, the fortunes of this team this year. Like figure out who you are, and, and part of the inconsistencies and the turnovers that have happened on offense. When you're you, you have more of a vertical passing game, you're going to have. You, there's more risk involved. There's just naturally more risk involved, and. Taking care of the football becomes even more of a priority, I think, in, in that case. Because, and, and I'm talking about ball security, where you know, it's, I think some of it has to do with trying to do too much. You know, I I think that might be it because I I don't really know how to explain it other than that. It's not a lack of preparation. It's not a lack of effort because the defense is ready to play. The offense is ready enough to play to move the ball down the field. So, and, and Garrett has talked about that. Got just. Settle down and do your job and make the play. Don't do anything special, and maybe that's it. I mean, it's been a little bit more consistent at home, so you think maybe you get back home and and, and they can get some traction that way. But what has been real encouraging here in the last couple of weeks, really it actually started, I think, with the second half of the Jets game, is the consistency on the offensive line. And, of course, it got the, got the key guys back the following week against Philadelphia, and that – when the offensive line is playing like it is right now, that lends itself to real consistency on offense. Well, I mean, look at the the two turnovers this past Monday night. Kind of weird, right? All, all you're doing is throwing a slant pass. You know, okay. I think Barry Church said it great yesterday, and the, the safety was just laying in the weeds there. Yeah, you know, and and, and I bet he didn't even see him because he was so close to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was able to jump up on a slant. And he was only like six or seven yards away from the quarterback. It was remarkable. And then the Cobb fumble, he catches it. It's a first down, but he kind of catches it blindly to where the defense is, and he takes two steps, and the guy hits him when he turns, and the helmet hits right on the ball. So they've had these weird turnovers. 
that it's like, well, how do you explain that? It's not like you're running downfield and you got the ball out on a chicken wing or something. It, it, that happened so bang bang on yeah. Cobb that he didn't even have time to consciously consider protecting the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it hadn't didn't have it fully uh, tucked away. You know, I mean, just just kind of weird stuff. I mean, think about the two of the three interceptions against Green Bay. You know, just kind of weird things uh, happened in that game. So. Uh, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, they're not prepared. Well, how do you prepare? Mm-hmm. You know, you sit there all week deciding what your first play of the game is going to be, and it ends up being an interception. You know, and then God bless the defense that turned it into a field goal instead of a touchdown. You know, we didn't mention the opening kickoff too. I mean, the ball should have been at the forty-yard line, right? Mm-hmm. And and just a mistake by a rookie, and you know that puts them in that situation down there. So just little little things like that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, it's definitely a trend, but I don't know how you put your finger on one particular thing. I think it's more execution than anything. Fortunately, you were playing the Giants that day. Yep, and they against a rookie quarterback that that wasn't able to turn those into touchdowns. Yeah, and you, you know? feel like if you hit him enough and pressure him enough, he's going to make mistakes, and he did. I think I think Barry mentioned on the show yesterday he's tied for the lead with lost fumbles this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he's still learning how to play the position at this level. All right, we continue with more talking Cowboys in just a moment. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey, Cowboys Nation. This season, when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory. Because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory. Because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time off back to talking cowboys are you into holiday travel well take us along that's taking along jack black go to getjackblack.com and you get your free travel buddies with your 65 dollar purchase you'll get a pit boss and a perspirant and deodorant along with cool moisture body lotion. Go to getjackblack.com. Use the code TRAVEL. 
You're traveling for the holidays, right? Uh, am I? Just prior to the holidays. We ought to go somewhere. You're going to Philadelphia just That's prior right. to yeah, we're the Sunday before Christmas. Christmas. That's right. We yeah. are definitely into holiday You definitely right need that in Philly, right? Yes. And if you want to take something with you as yes. a gift, mm. you can get the King of Jacks, the very royal treatment. You and what is know that? What that includes? Yes. What is that? You can get some pure, clean daily facial cleanser, three ounces, double duty facial moisturizer, cool moisture body lotion, beard lube, and charcoal body bar. Bar of soap. Okay. That's, a, that's a new product you've mentioned. Yes, that it is. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Just in time for the holiday season. And it comes in a nice, cute little package, too. You want to show that again? One more time. The camera's One more time. There you go. There you go. Camera should always be on me. (laughs) Well, you could talk to Mickey. That's right, Bill. Thank you. All right. Let's check in with Ray in New Orleans. You're next up on Talking Cowboys. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Great. I don't know about the miscues. It's so, like Mickey says, it's kind of weird and mysterious and strange. I mean, I don't know if you can coach turnovers, but the Cobb, Fumble looks like Witten's fumble against the Saints, where I'm with Mickey. I can find you three points in that Saints game to where you could be maybe six and two or six and three now. Or it's just strange. And is Prescott not good enough to catch the snap on the other drive that kind of stalled, where he lost about seven yards there? So all those things, I'm more concerned about maybe the holding call. Not that we're going to change Tyron Smith out, but those are things that calls back a touchdown. And, and the missed field goal. So all these things that take place, it is weird. So it is a trend because it's now six out of the eight games. You started off slow, and we say it's going to cost you against good teams, but it costed you against the Jets also. So how do you fix it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things you can't put your finger on. But hopefully we've seen what happens when it goes the other way, and the Cowboys don't turn the ball over and get turnovers. We blew out the Philadelphia Eagles. So – I'm just going to – that's why it's a 16-game season. That's why I don't beat my chest at 3-0 and because then we, we, turn, you know, we went on to lose three and then win two. So all these, all these teams can beat each other. Even the Green Bay game where they physically beat us at the line of scrimmage, man, we still had a chance to win that game. Maybe if you don't have three turnovers and a missed field goal, you give the Green Bay Packers two less opportunities to go down and score points. And even in shootouts, even though you're, you're – your team and your defense gave up a lot of points to Aaron Rodgers and the running back. Somebody's got to win that game. I watched Romo have a shootout with Manning. Somebody had to win the game. It ended up 51 to 48. But even when your defense gives up that many points, you just have to stay the, you have to stay the course. You can't keep on giving turnovers. So even in all the games that we lost, we got our butts whipped against Green Bay. We still had a chance to win that game. And that's what I'm going to look forward to going forward. Maybe we just limit our mistakes i don't know what the point of that so thanks for taking the call that's all i wanted to say go tigers love you guys appreciate it while you talk about turnover margin uh the turnover ratio and the cowboys are plus one right now on the season you see what the new, the new england patriots are they're like plus 17 plus or 17 well, they've got what 18 19, interceptions 19 picks 19 yeah. wow yeah. 19 picks yeah that's amazing uh, it, it, but give the Ravens credit, man, and give Lamar Jackson credit. Maybe we need to look and see who, what quarterbacks they were playing against. Uh, there you go. Well, it's... One of it's them was bit, Sam Darnold who blew you up. 
Thank you, Caden. Whose voice was that? that was, I think that was the great Caden. I Caden don't know. Yates. I just sound like I don't a voice know, from but... God above or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, yeah, I'm that's looking. my point on on Sam Darnold. Right? Shame on them. All right. So New Jeez. England, they face Pittsburgh to start the season. Pretty right. good quarterback. Was Watsonsberger already hurt? Or? Uh, yeah. At Miami, uh-huh. who's quarterbacking them? Either God Rosen knows or, who was quarterbacking yeah. at that point. Jets. Yeah. Well, in fact, they did not, they did not face Darnold. And that wasn't Darnold. That no, was that's third, right. So the, hey, and, take and, that, Casey. Yeah. That was, uh, they didn't face him. That they was did the quarterback. The second time. Hurt. Yeah, was, the second yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, they they faced the second and third string quarterback. And they barely beat Buffalo 16 to 10. Was that a young quarterback yeah, also? Yeah, who turned it over four times. Okay. At Washington. Okay. The Giants. That, at the Jets again. Have they again. changed already to uh, Daniel? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, why, they why are we yes, they have. Yes, they have. Let's not minimize this franchise. Cleveland. Cleveland. Look at this, though. Four takeaways against Miami, four against Buffalo, four against the Giants, six against the Jets, three against Cleveland. And in the game that they lost against Baltimore, they were even in the turnover game. Yeah. They gave two away. They came up with two. Let's so there them, you have it. Let's give them some due. Bill Belichick's done some pretty good things in this league. Mm-hmm. Last year, won a Super Bowl, changing their whole def- defense, surprising now as, the Rams. As for this week's opponent, the Minnesota Vikings are plus four. In turnovers, mm. so that's you know that's one thing I know that jumps out about Cousins is they've played this team's played him a lot and he has turned the ball over, but I think three picks, sixteen to three turnover, mm-hmm. that's ratio, right. yep, not bad. He's having a and it's been a here in the last four or five weeks is when this is all taking place. Yeah, now I know he's on a different team, but the Cowboys have done pretty good against him when he was in Washington. I want to say they only lost to him one time. Now, I, I heard a stat, and I have not confirmed it. Uh, where was I hearing it? Driving in. Hopefully it was a record. Cousin, uh, Kirk Cousins, I'll have to go check it. I'll, I'll check it in time for my next appearance here on Talking Cowboys, which will be Friday. Mm. Who's going to be with you all tomorrow? Uh, Lindsay. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right. Um, Cousins. The Vikings with Cousins at quarterback, 0-9-1 against winning teams. Could that be right? What do you mean? Like over the last two years? Two years? Mm-hmm. 0-9-1? 0-9-1 against winning teams. Wow. Now, again, that's unconfirmed. I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody do the research on winning it. Winning teams, like at, when at, they at played the time, them? At the time they played them. I assume them. at the time they played them. I'm okay. going to have to do the research on it, but right. I'll throw we'll, that we'll, out there we'll as a little tease that on for tomorrow. Friday yeah. or Thursday, whatever. Yeah. No, Friday. Uh, Friday. I got Friday. TV It's already tomorrow. Wednesday, right? That's right. Yeah. It is a confusing week, isn't it? What's the most concerning thing you have about the Vikings? Delvin Cook. Yeah. Just, I, I think just their defense. It's a, they're they're good at really every level of their defense, and that's what the slow start thing. That's why that ties in because you can't afford to get off to a slow start against this group. They've got offensive weapons to make you pay for that. You know, you aren't playing the Giants this week, so I go back to them. Matchup, matchup I'm looking forward to more than any is Lyle Collins versus Daniil Hunter. 
Yeah. yeah. My, my guy, Daniil Hunter, he gets a sack every single – he only had a half sack this last week. One of the most underrated players in the league. Eight and a half sacks this year. And anyway, if you look at his career, he's he's approaching 50 sacks now in his career. He's around 48 or 49 right now. Mm-hmm. And he's a late third-round draft pick. Not only does Cook lead the league in rushing, he has nine rushing touchdowns, too. But That's right. And he's got like 40-something catches, too. Mm-hmm. So, Not bad. And we've seen them have problems with running backs that run for touchdowns. Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. You know how many four rushing touchdowns game. he has right now? No. Four? Eight. Okay. Half of them <laughs> in one game. <laughs> Half of them. It'd be even more impressive if he only if had four. four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Talking Cowboys. Again, we've got Jason Garrett coming up a little later today at 11 o'clock, just moments away, the Jason Garrett press conference. Let's and go. Mickey, Rob, and Lindsay will talk at you tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?